Welcome to another episode of Daybreak Crypto. You're here with Kramer and Jake, and we've got a little bit of news and some deals for you today. I'm starting off, and Satellite IM announced a $10.5 million seed round closure last week, which was led by Framework Ventures and Multicoin. Other investors included Solana Ventures, which we've been seeing more and more of IDEO, Colab, Hashed, and Pioneer Square Labs Ventures. So Satellite was founded over two years ago, and it's aiming to provide a decentralized communications platform, which enables peer-to-peer private messaging. The startup is hoping to provide early access to its desktop application later this summer with its more widely anticipated mobile native app, Uplink, aiming to launch in the fall. They're also planning on supporting 4K video chats and in its desktop application, along with the ability to share files up to four gigabytes, which is rather large. Um, Satellite IM is built on top of the interplanetary file system, which we've talked about before. It's a peer-to-peer storage network. And it's also EVM, which is Ethereum Virtual Machine Compatible, which will make it easier for developers to build on top of and more easily to integrate in multiple layer ones. Uh, The quote that I thought was interesting before I kick it over to you, Jake, was uh, the uh, one of the founders of the company said, Discord is trying to serve too many different types of communities with a diverse set of needs. Satellite is going to serve crypto communities by offering best-in-class crypto-native features, along with a credibly neutral decentralized backend. So it definitely sounds interesting. Um, you know, I'm all about the private messaging services. Jake, what were your uh, thoughts here? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, although I am team alter, um, more, more options aren't a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean, I would love, you mentioned that like like on the surface, yeah, private communication, that's, that's great. You know, uh, it would be really interesting to see if they could swing the mobile, um, approach. Uh, you know, they'd have to do that probably via some kind of app. Um, whether it's Google or, or Apple. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's what I would love to see. It's probably making me way more likely to use. I mean, most of my communication is done, like 99% is done on my phone, whether it's email or texting or, yeah, you know, like I use Discord, like mostly through my phone. So, yeah, I mean, someone coming through and replacing that with a true, truly encrypted option. Um, would be great. It's unfortunate that there's just so many different choke points to get over. Because, um, I mean, I'm sure if they wanted to be on Apple's App Store, you know, you're at the mercy of Apple. Uh, maybe maybe they're like, no, we don't want the competition. Well, yeah, and that's exactly it. And just two random little points. So I, you said, you know, truly private. And I tried looking into the tech behind it because obviously we know what Alter uses and Secret uses and everything like that. But it looks like Satellite IM uses DIDs, which are decentralized identifiers. And, you know, if they're using private DIDs, that's great. But there's also, you know, a reason to maybe use public DIDs in the future for passports or licenses or anything like that. But in regards to your mobile statement, it says on their website that they're also looking to integrate built-in payments, which has the ability to send money between friends instantly. And mm-hmm. I'm specifically interested in this because I know me and you have talked multiple times before about wanting a safe, multi-use, multi-blockchain, a one-wallet-fits-all solution. 
Mm-hmm. And I haven't really seen, I mean, I'm sure you're able to send money over some type of messaging chats, but you know, if my mind just goes straight to Venmo and going down a rabbit hole, you know, we talked about the government saying that you have to stay down your taxes. Now, if you make over 600 bucks a year, get that through Venmo. So it's just a lot of loopholes to jump through to successfully implement everything they're talking about, but mm-hmm. it'll definitely be interesting to watch it going forward. Cause you know, the more competition, the better. Yeah. I mean, there's a huge focus on combining communication with payments all over the place. Every company wants to do it. Um, the trick is, so it, I guess for, for them, like for satellite, like I, I think one of the biggest hangups is that the other person that you want to send money to or receive from, uh, like you need interoperability. Otherwise they need to have the exact same app that you have, um, for both, you know, payments and communication. And maybe there is one champion left standing at the end of the day. Um, but without interoperability, yeah, like satellite can only send a satellite. Um, Apple pay would only be able to send to Apple pay and Apple's got the advantage that most people use their phones, but, but that's, uh, Without interoperability, that becomes a tough hurdle, but but I hope they succeed. Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, I didn't really see anything of, you know, any collaborations or any any real marketing material. Mm-hmm. I only did probably 10, 15 minutes worth of looking, but yeah, no, it'll be cool. Uh, it'll be cool to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. Well, why don't we slide over to uh, my story? So I have a bit of a wonkier story, but... Um, and it was going to be about a legal announcement, but uh, I, I guess I'm going to end up talking about Kraken, not the exchange, the bank. But so, so the headline story here is that um, for a few years now, Kraken, um, who as well as Custodia, they had established um, uh, subsidiaries that were banks. They were specifically. Uh, Special Purpose Depository Institution, SPDIs. This is a uh, specifically Wyoming passed a law that allowed the creation of these things. And it was for crypto. It was for hopefully to allow an avenue for crypto and digital asset based uh, companies to access the existing U.S. dollar financial system via by labeling themselves special purpose depository institutions. Well, they've been in the process of trying to get these things called master accounts at the Fed, and the Federal Reserve uh, said Monday that it's finally publishing its guidance uh, for these types of novel institutions to get these master accounts. So there's a lot going on here, and I want to just break down the core pieces here. So, um, you know, so Kraken, kind of like Custodia, but Kraken Bank is, wants to be the first regulated U.S. bank to provide custody and fiduciary services for digital assets. At its core, they'll custody digital assets on behalf of their customers, as well as hold uh, those customers' U.S. dollar deposits. So they're going to do both. Uh, Why would uh, Kraken Bank, Custodia, and any other crypto uh, company want to get a master account at the Fed? Uh, Well, there's a pretty big benefit in getting that master account. Uh, Master accounts allow institutions to transfer money directly to other account holders in a network that underpins the global financial system. So all the existing fiat banks, not all, but the vast majority state and federally chartered have master accounts with the Fed and they're in the club and they can directly 
operate with each other. Master account is a necessity for an institution to have direct access to the Federal Reserve's payment system so that they can settle transactions with other Fed master account holders in central bank money in US dollars. So this interest in gaining access to this giant payment system through the Fed is growing among fintech companies, especially those with these novel charters. Um, so they applied a couple of years ago uh, because they just don't want to use intermediary banks to access all these payment rails. They want to just be directly plugged in. They want to be in the club, in the party, and be able to deal with banks themselves rather than going through intermediaries. So um, all that being said, uh, it appears that there now is going to be three tiers. One, federally insured banks, which most of us use, uh, probably where we do most of our banking. Two, not federally insured, but still subject to supervision and oversight by federal agencies. And number three, tier three, which is what these uh, crypto banks will be, no insurance, so not federally insured by the FDIC, no prudential supervision either. Uh, this is what would apply. So throwing a ton out there, but my major takeaway before I kick it over to you is that this is pretty big. It really allows Kraken Bank to do, to combine like traditional banking fiat services as well as um, crypto, um, crypto services that have traditionally been very separated. So uh, you took a look at this. What, what were your thoughts? So, I mean, my first thought was, why would they be tier three and not tier two? So that I, I, I'm like that, pretty that sure. kind of seems like they're giving them the keys and it's a two-year-old at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, um, I can't really say for sure. Because tier two is not federally insured, but still subject to supervision. And tier three is no insurance, no supervision. Um, and this really, for the most part, seems to be a carve out for these special purpose crypto bank. And um, this might just be effective regulatory, like a compromise, like fine, we will um, we'll make room for you, but you're kind of off on your own. We're not going to insure you. We're not gonna even going to you know, subject you to this intense federal oversight, but, um, and then there's no guarantee either that they get this master account, but, um, so like sink yeah. or swim kind of. Yeah. And, and because they'll be taking, I mean, their, their assets, the deposits will be both dollars and, and, uh, crypto, probably mostly Bitcoin. Uh, that's, uh, that's probably smart. The hesitancy has been to, you know, allow them to plug into the the existing banking network, uh, but but you know so the it's, key is that there is a sorry. limit to the risk because you know some of the risks that we associate with banks aren't quite as applicable here. So, for instance, a traditional bank has fractional reserves, so they'll take in deposits, lend a bunch out, and they're only required to keep a fraction of those deposits on hand. If everyone shows up at the bank wanting their money because they only have a fraction on hand, they can't do that. They can, you know, they don't really have your money on hand and that might lead to a bank run. Um, but this, uh, the regulations say that this bank has to be 100% and fully collateralized. So uh, the assets deposited, the full value will, will stay with the bank. They're not going to do lending. So, um, okay. yeah. Second question. 
SPDIs only in Wyoming or nationwide? I know you said they passed a law in Wyoming allowing them. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me that like Texas or Florida or New York, somewhere else hasn't done the same. Why Wyoming? Do you know anything about that? No, but, you know, I, I would bring up uh, the, the New York. They had their special approach to, like, licensing crypto companies that you had to have, like, a New York, what was it called? Mm-hmm. It was like a, a New York license. Uh, there was a special name for it. Um, but it's been very ad hoc, and I wouldn't doubt if a lot of states have just punted and waited for the federal government to, to step in. I mean, banking and financial regulation is handled at the national level across the board. So Wyoming doing this was kind of always a bit of a rebellious push. Um, and it was almost like a pet product project from Senator Loomis, I think it is. And it was done really because they thought, hey, if we create a regulatory carve out a way for crypto companies to uh, perhaps you know, slowly, gradually get into the existing U.S. dollar financial system, perhaps then they would incorporate here and we could draw some, uh, I mean, I don't know if they have state tax revenue. I don't know what the tax setup is there, but, you know, states are always trying to figure out ways to pull businesses in. And usually it's with uh, tax breaks or even just checks, you know, but, uh, you know, creating room to actually make a business where no one else can appeared to them probably like a competitive advantage. That'd be my guess. Okay. And then last question, besides them, like the Kraken and Custodia banks not having to use intermediaries, Mm -hmm. is the biggest benefit that like now like mom and pop shops. So would that mean that like I have Chase, I could send, you know, 25 grand to Kraken Bank and they switch half over to Bitcoin and I hold that other half in USD? Yeah, so this is, I guess, what you would call the upshot. Again, it's not going to be insured like it will at, you know, some, probably the bank that you use now. Where, uh, But yes, if you set up an account, if it was, if Kraken becomes licensed, they have to become licensed in every state. But if they were licensed in your state, you could set up an account with them. You could hold U.S. dollars or you could hold crypto. And because if they were to be granted a master account, you could directly wire uh, money from one uh, one bank to Kraken. And then you would see your fiat bank uh, balance go up. And because Kraken also runs an exchange, I would think it's very likely. And I, I l- listened to an interview with the CEO, but... I mean, they want to integrate all their services. So imagine you could log on to your banking app or, you know, have direct deposit go into your Kraken bank account for fiat. And then instantaneously in your bank account app, just switch from fiat to BTC or whatever other coins they make available. Um, or then try or do it the other way. Maybe you, you know, instead of having, because right now the on and off ramp still exists to some extent, you know, getting money, fiat into crypto and out but if it can all be done within one bank on like one app um i think that just provides a measure of convenience that would uh and then you can like you said you can wire that money out to someone else maybe you use zelle maybe they get hooked up with zelle which is the interbank you know payment app right now um right now they're really the only people that can do both uh in a banking type setup right um 
I wrongfully drew a tie. So you just said, like, you just explained that it would have to be, you know, a bank, a crypto bank in my state. I thought that this move opened it up for like, I don't know why I thought that these banks were all over when I just pointed out that they were only in Wyoming and that's the only state to pass the law. Any chatter of like nationwide opening up crypto banks or is, are they just going state by state? Did you already touch on that? I'm sorry. Sure. I mean, you know, you, if you have a regional bank, uh, so I work for a regional bank and we mostly operate in the Midwest. We don't have any branches in California, but because we're licensed in California, uh, we can serve clients. They just can't go into a bank. So it might be the same setup. If Wyoming were to be um, given a license in the state that you live in, you could, you know, electronically or, you know, become a customer. Uh, I, I don't even know if they have any plans to make a brick and mortar, but Sure. If they're licensed in your state, there's no nothing really preventing you from becoming a customer and using their services. So uh, they still have a lot to go. But I think today's announcement really said, hey, there appears to be a viable way for you to get a master account and to be treated much more like a regular bank than like most crypto companies have been treated uh, so far, which is just as, you know, uh, things to very cautiously be um you know, uh, integrated into our, our payment system. So yeah, they're a bit unique yeah. at this moment. Definitely, definitely a step in the right direction. And especially with Biden's executive order, isn't that happening in like three or four weeks, they're going to release that. Yeah. Yeah. September. So uh, hopefully we get a string of good news here over the next two months or so. It feels like we've been getting like a drip here and there. Exactly. From agencies and, uh, yeah, maybe just get a giant rollout. Um, yeah. But that should be next month, so we'll see. Yeah, we, we got to do a pod that day and talk about it all. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, well, we went super far over time, but that's okay. It was a good combo. Um, but uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, we will be back this week with some more Daybreak Crypto. Thanks. See you, bud. See you then.